place at the table while she scuttled around the garden foraging for toads. She shook her head, just a little, so as not to unsettle her stare. There were other things she should be getting on with. She needed to eat or sit down. She imagined a nice comfy chair sidling up behind her, a well-upholstered chest a pair of firm arms outstretched. But there were only three chairs left in the house, and all were hard. What the hell is he doing? she said aloud. Silly question, because he was doing nothing. She bowed her head against the window frame, flaking a paint brittle, and trained her eyes on him through her favourite pain. The house had no other window like it. The fault was original. It was the fault that she loved. In this one segment, a broad wrinkle ran top to bottom, warped the glass, made the leaves look out of sequence with the branches, the picture jump like a scratch on a disc. Sometimes, bits of garden life got lost within its folds. Sometimes, Caught inside a magnifying seam, they grew. You could stand there and try out different ways to see what you saw. She frowned at the fox, who, despite her best efforts, was refusing to vanish into the kink. His eyes were sleepy slits. They gave the impression he had accidentally left the lids ajar. He had seen her. She supposed he had seen her, but it was impossible to be sure. And what if he had? What dull shape would she make behind the glass? She straightened up and gave a little sway, watching his haunches hump and subside under the wrinkle as if she had run her hand over him. The movement stirred the sun in the fox's lids and daylight leaked into the crack of an eye. Ah, now she had his attention. Mary rocked her head again and watched her prisoner's back ripple in muscular spasm. The pain seemed to buck his torso halfway to standing, then force him back down. He was caught in the crease of the glass, and as she bobbed and waved, she yanked him around like a puppet. Time to open an eye. He was looking at her, half looking at her, thinking. One eye sufficed to contain her, let the other eyes sleep. From her swaying, he'd say a breeze blew through her pen. Strange, no breeze out here. Swaying, swaying, no threat, just shuffling shadows so. No problem there. Her edges fuzzed in his drowse, blurred in a haze of lashes and whiskers. Tiny female, locked up all alone and too far away to care. Darker, darker fuzz, because it was fine to shut the eye. Mary gawked, strained to see through the glass. Do it again, she thought. Go on once more so I know for certain. But she knew what she had seen. He had opened an eye, stared right at her, then shut it 
in a funny slow-motion wink. That's exactly what it was. He had winked at her. From the way he was lying there now, with both eyes clamped shut in exaggerated denial, it seemed obvious that the wink had been deliberate. With one gesture, he had opened up a line of communication between them. As if he had heard this thought, the tip of his tail flicked on the lawn. Oh, Mark, what would you do if you were here now and this beast was in the garden? Actually, she knew what Mark would do, because Mark had done it lots of times. He would dart to the back door, dip a quick hand into his pot of stones and run at the fox. The fox tilted his head, though his eyes stayed shut. Yes, life...